instituted for the Jewish people. They should read the Torah in public, out loud, on Shabbos and Monday and Thursday as well in the morning. This way, you don't have three consecutive days ever going by without hearing the Torah being read. And it seems that it was uh, either was only one person getting the Leah who read three Pesukim, or if there was, perhaps there were three Leahs, each person read, read one Pesuk. But as we taken as then instituted, they should also read the Torah Shabbos at Mincha time. Because of the those who sit by the corners, which can mean the people who are shopkeepers who uh, are working at their uh, store on the corner uh, and don't come to sh- and don't come to shul to daven because they're busy working. So they should hear the Torah one more time on Shabbos because they don't hear it during the week very much. They don't come to shul Monday and Thursday. Alternatively, it means because on Shabbos people weren't working; they were idle. They would come to the marketplace just to just to waste their time, chit chat. So, as I said, better than better than uh, chit chatting. Let them uh, hear 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 uh, uh, the Torah being read. Hence, the term Yeshri Karnis means those who sit by the street corners on Shabbos, uh, being idle. The Gamu taken as also instituted besides besides being masakin as well. He also that Monday and Thursday there should be with three different readers, three different and that the total amount of psukim she read should be a minimum minimum of ten. Moshe been instituted to read it on Monday and Thursday on Shabbos. It doesn't seem there was a minimum necessarily of how many psukim that was uh, that was that was read on Monday and Thursday. Ezra was masakin. There should be ten three Elias. These are days we read the Torah out loud. We don't do maftir reading from the Navi. Only on Shabbos and on Yontif and on Tishabov. Today the custom is somewhat different. That's how it was in times of the Rambam. According to Rambam, you only read the Torah if you have a minion, ten adult males who are who are free, not slaves. You don't read less than ten sukkim as well. Even though it's a very universal puzzle, which doesn't have a lot of content, seemingly counts towards the number of ten. The amount of people reading these sukkim should be not less than three people. You don't begin a parsha. Unless you're going to read three psukim, so you can't read just the parsha and read the first pasuk or the second, or the first two psukim. You have to, if you start a new parsha, meaning not a sedra, but a a, a, a new section of the Torah that's divided by a break in the uh, in the words. It's called a psukha or a stuma with a, a, a paragraph break. So um, and there's two types. There's one the kind that goes through the end of the line, and one kind that's just a, a piece of the line missing. That's called a stuma. The first kind is called a psukha. So it has to be. A, uh, you cannot begin a parsha like that unless you. Read three psukim total. When you're towards the, close to the end, you can't leave over less than three psukim. So if you have only one or two psukim left, then the parsha you must finish the parsha. And the reader should not read less than three psukim. You can't have one person reading one pasuk and one person reading the second pasuk and the third guy reads eight psukim. You have ten psukim. That's not okay. You have to have three psukim each per person. These three people who read ten psukim total, two of them read at least three. 
Whether the person who reads the for the four psukim, the one extra pasuk, is the first, or the last, or the middle, either way, it is a good thing, uh, because the first person gets the lead is usually the most important person. Uh, the last person is is a concept of uh, of. Uh, always going up in Kedusha, so it's also a special thing if the last person reads four psukim and the, the middle person reading the four psukim has has uh, value because, as the Gemara says the middle branch of the Menera was the most important, therefore the middle Aliyah, uh, middle Aliyah the second of the three which is the middle one, has a special value as well every single one of the people gets an Aliyah the procedure is you open the Sefer Torah looks at the place where he's going to read from that Aliyah and then he says let us bless let us bless the blessed Hashem all the people respond blessed be the Hashem who is blessed forever and ever then the person in the Aliyah says which chose us from all the nations and give us give us this is identical to the brach we make in the morning on learning the Torah. However, here it's made additionally for the chiyuv of reading from the Torah public and as a, as a statement of honor to the to the, to the tzibur, as a covenant for the congregation. And the congregation responds Then he reads from the Torah till the point where he finishes the aliyah. The Grail Sefer of Mubarakh, and he closes the Sefer, he rolls it closed, and he makes another an after Baracha. Baracha Ata Hashem Kamal Khilam, Ashinos Taras and Tarasemes, who has given us his Torah, Torah of Truth, the Chayel of Tabschenu, and has planted within us eternal life. Baracha Ata Hashem Kamal Khilam, bless you Hashem, he gives a Torah. The person reading from the Torah in the Aliyah is not allowed to read from the Torah until Amen has been finished being pronounced by the people in the community. This way, nobody has to miss any words of the Torah being read because people are still saying Amen. If the person reading from the Torah makes a mistake, even if it's a mistake in one letter, in the perfection of one letter, you must, uh, he must go back and read again properly. Till he reads it again correctly. Two people should not read from the Torah at the same time. Only one alone. If person giving him the Torah suddenly loses the ability to speak, someone else should stand up in his place. He should be getting it from the place that the person who lost his ability to speak began his aliyah. So even if it's towards the end, he should start the whole aliyah from the beginning. If he makes a regular bracha at the end, but not at the beginning, the Rama apparently holds the reason why he starts to have stuff in the beginning is because you want the bracha that this person who takes over makes at the end to go on the entire entire aliyah, uh, not just the part he reads, uh, not just the part he takes over, and therefore he must read the whole bracha again because the person lost his ability, lost his ability to speak cannot can of course not say an after bracha. So therefore, the person who's going to say the after bracha has to read the whole aliyah. The person in the aliyah is not allowed to leave from the Torah until an uh, important person tells him to, that he should read, read, or read. So that's called the idea of calling him up to the aliyah. Even if the, the even the uh, the chazan, the leader of the of the of the davening, is considered an important person. Aresha Knesses, the uh, which means the gabai, the head of the show, runs the show. He cannot read on his own. Until the congregation or an individual who's of importance tells him to do so. When he reads from the Torah, someone else should stand next to him. 
should not be standing there by himself completely. Just like the Chazin stands together with the other readers. So normally when normally when the, the, the Chazin, the Balkaira, uh I'm sorry, when the, when the Chazin, uh, again, back then, whoever got the Aliyah read the Venturi by himself, which is still the custom today in the Yemenite communities, apparently. So the person who gets the Aliyah always has the Chazin standing next to him. So when the Chazin gets the Aliyah and he's reading from <coughs> the Torah, someone else who stands next to him should always be two people there. And this apparently is meant to reflect the idea of Moshe Abedin who stood between us and Hashem. So, uh, so too, someone else who stands between the person who's reading from the Sefer Torah and the Tzibur. Halacha, hey, Hakari, the person reading from the Torah, He's allowed to skip around even if it's if the same topic. For example, the parish of Achir Mois, which describes the halachas of Yom Kippur, the Avoida, in the Bismagdosh, which is halachas of Yom Kippur as they apply to the individual, which is in the parish of Emel Akranium, which is Achir Mois, what we call Achir Mois. Who shall let you call up there, provided he does, not, he does not skip around by reading by heart? It's forbidden to read even one word of the Torah, not from the Torah itself. You should not wait and tarry when he skips around this way. The only amount of time allotted for him to find a new location where he's skipping to is the time it takes the translator to translate the last Pasuk he read. Back then, he always had a translator who translated the Pasuk into the vernacular of the time, into Aramaic. And that amount of time is what he's allowed to use in order to. Uh, find a new location if he's not going to read directly uh, in, uh, uh, consecutively. And that's, of course, to honor the congregation. They shouldn't have to wait for nothing. Cover that zebra. And take the zebra. Halachates. Kivan she is chalakarei Once the reader starts reading the teda, also la sapel afilo daralacha. No one's allowed to talk, even if he's talking about teda. Elakarei shame and fesheskim asim and libam amashu kreder. Rather, everyone has to be quiet and listen and place their attention to what's being read. Shemer says vaznei chol ha'am el sefer teda is the pasuk in Ezra, and the ears of the entire people were towards the sefer teda. Vaznei letzim and aktes and bishosh akreder kreder. You're not allowed to read. Excuse me. Exit the shul when the person reads from the teda. Uh, during the Aliyah, Mutalot has been each Aliyah, however, it is permitted to leave between Aliyahs, between each person. Mishu, Eshu, Vatayda, Tom, Vatayda, Tom, Vatayda, someone who is learning Torah constantly, and his Torah is his primary occupation. Mutalot has been Tom, Vatayda, Vishash, Akira, Kirvatayda. He's allowed to uh, um, learn Torah while the the reader is reading from the Torah. Lachiyut. May says in Nagu, from the days of Ezra onward, the custom has become, Shehe, Shama, Turgum, and Matagan, Laam, Masha, Akira, Kirvatayda. That translator translates for the people what is being read for the Torah. They should understand exactly what's going on. And the reader reads one pasuk at a time. And he's quiet. Until the translator translates it. They read another pasuk. The reader is not allowed to read more than one pasuk at a time. For the translator to translate, he should not get confused. And the reader is not allowed to raise his voice louder than the translator. If I'm a targum, the translator cannot raise his, may not raise his voice louder than the reader. They have to be they have to be at the same same decibels. The targum is not allowed to start translating until the the reader finishes pronouncing the pasuk, so no one should miss any words. The reader is not allowed to begin to read to read the next pasuk. Until the translator finishes translating his pasuk, so no one should miss any translations. The translator is not allowed to lean 
neither on a beam or a pillar. He stands with awe and fear as a, as a, as a, as a sense of respect to the Torah and to the Tzibur. The translator should not translate from a written text, like uh, Tagum Unklus, rather he should do so by heart. And the reader is not allowed to help the translator translate. So they're going to think the reader is reading to him words in the Torah, and that the Tagum is written in the Torah. A child, a minor, or uh, actually in this context it means a person who is less important. A person of lower, lesser stature. He's allowed to translate if the reader is an important person, but the reverse is not is, is not okay though. It's not appropriate if there's an unimportant person reading and the translator is a more important person. You shouldn't have two translators at once. Uh, um, one you should have only one reader, not two, and one one translator, not two. However, there are some verses that you did not translate for the community. My in the story with Ruven, when, uh, as the Torah describes, it seems if you, if you translate literally that he slept with his father's wife, Bila. Uh, the Berchus Kehanim is not translated. And the reason for that is that certain psukim over there would seem to contradict, contradict other psukim in Devarim. If people, and people are not going to uh, understand that it's, not, that it's not a contradiction, they're going to get the wrong idea. Maisa Egel, the story of the golden calf is not translated uh, out of out of honor to Aaron, because but the bus the shot in the bus makes it sound like the Aaron had a high level of uh, of involvement or of responsibility, so to speak. And he actually intended to be involved. Of course, we know from Teshuvah Peh that he wanted to divert them and delay before Moshe came, so Moshe would come in before they would happen. Um, which part of the Amish Eagle do we not translate? From until from that Pasuk to that Pasuk, Pasuk Echa, another Pasuk is also left untranslated. Hashem smote the people, these are all read from the Torah, but they're not translated. If it's in Tanakh, if the person chooses to uh, use this uh, section over here, which is Shmuel Beis, Perakid Gimel, for the Haftarah, that section, uh, which is basically Perikid Gimel Shmuel Beis, is not uh, read nor is it translated. I know it's ideally it should not be even chosen for uh, Maftir. If it is chosen, it's not translated. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. One more time. If person uses the Maisa Amnon, the which is Shmuel Beis Perikid Gimel as Daftarida, so but Makom Shenemar Amen David that section. Uh, the first pasuk, that section is read, but that part's not translated. with someone who reads the haftera from the neviim after kriyatera, but uh, basically what happened was in the times of the of the, of the Greeks, there was a gzera not to read from the Torah in public. So the, the and unfortunately, unfortunately, many yidden would spy on the from yidden uh, and report them to the government. So they would they made a takana to read. Uh, from the Navi instead of from the Torah, and they would chose a part which parallels that that Kriyas uh, Torah, or perhaps the theme of the day. And later on, when the Gezeri became bottle, presumably when the Chashmonayim defeated the Greeks, they decided that, that this custom of reading from the, the Navi is a good custom, and they kept it going after Kriyas Torah. So after the Navi, when someone reads from the Navi. He first, he first must read from the Torah, then from the Navi. He reads only three psukim, that's sufficient. And he can, he should read something that was already read. He shouldn't read something new. 
But you have to be Navi Achigolasivita, you should not read from the Navi until he he has to first read from the Sivitara, but then he has to make sure to roll the Torah completely. Because you you don't want to think that the words of the Navi are written in the in the in the Sivitara. It should be a minimum of twenty one Sukim. If Shalom the Indian Pachmielu, if he complete reads a complete concept in less than twenty one Sukim, if he does not need to add any more Psukim. If he reads only 10 psukim, but they're also translated, so that's really 20 psukim, because it's 10, 10 psukim, each one translated is 20 psukim, and then assuming the Rama means that the final pasuk is read uh, a second time after the translation, since so you finish off with a pasuk from actual Navi rather than Targum, that's sufficient, that's 21, even if it's not a complete Indian. So the Navi, when it comes to the reading from the Navim, Echad Kaira, one, one person reads like a Sifatayda, however, it's okay if two people translate. You may skip from one Indian to another, unlike in the Sifatayda. But you may not skip from one book to another book of Navim. Of, uh, of the exception being the book of Tzreyasa, which is a collection of 12 small books of of uh, of Nevi'im over there you can skip around because it has the halach of one sefer. Provided you don't skip, whether you're skipping around in one Indian in the same sefer or from, uh, or around the the treyaser, you may not skip backwards, only forwards. When a person skips, you should not wait the amount of any 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 more time. Only the time it takes for translate to translate whatever is being read. Yud Dalit. Hakariya ben Navi. When someone reads from the Navi, Yeshla Yukrish ben Torgum Yeshla Yisrukim. He may read three Pesukim at a time to the translator. Uh, the Sifatari says only one Pesuk at a time because it's important he translates each one exactly because a lot of halachas are dependent on the, on the Torah. However, it comes to Navi, it's less halachically relevant. So therefore, it's okay if it's not perfect. So he can he can send, he can read from three Pesukim at a time. And the translator translates the three psukim one after the other. If there were three separate uh, parishes, three separate, uh, if he skipped around, it was three separate uh, sections. Then he should only read him one at a time because it's hard to translate three psukim from three, se- three separate sections. Even in basic translation, because it's three con- different contents, uh, the content is different, therefore it's more difficult to translate it, even with the minimal uh, 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 accuracy. Test Vav. Hamaftah b'navi, when someone does maftah from the Navi, mevarach l'fanav b'rach achas, beforehand he makes one bracha. Baruch Tashem, b'kana chilam, ashabacham, b'navim, b'chulu, who chose the Navim, etc. As the Ramam specifies the Nusach in his series of his Kalashana, at the end of the book of Ava. Mevarach l'achor of Ava b'rachas, he makes four brachas afterwards. Bracha b'rishon l'chayis, but the first bracha ends off, ha'kel nevachot v'arav. The Hashem was faithful in all his words. The second one finishes off. He builds a shrine. Our minig is to finish off. But the same content, the idea of uh, rebuilding your shrine. Uh, means he, he gladdens Zion by rebuilding it. Um, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. does not mean they're rebuilding. It means he causes Zion to be happy in her children. Okay. Shlishis, uh, the third bracha finishes off. Uh, Magin David the shield of David reveals the fourth bracha chesed by Inyan Kedusha Sayim with Shabbos Yontif. You finish off th- th- uh, something about the the, uh, the day itself, the Kedusha, like for example, the Kedusha Shabbos. Kamoishia chesed by Tefillah as you would in Shmerasi. V'cheinim halchalish chesed shlis for Shabbos. The first chesed falls on Shabbos. Mafte benavi maskev chesed by Chazuk. Kamoishia maskev by Tefillah. The person who reads the Navi mentions the Chesed 
in this bracha, as you wouldn't doubt it, for example, if the Shkadesh finishes off, Mikadesh Yisrael, Mikadesh Hashabbos, Mikadesh Hashabbos Rosh Chodoshim. This is not our minute, but this is how the Raman Paskins. Test Zion. Kamen and Kuren, how many people, how many Elias are there? Shabbos, Rishachos, Kuren, Shiva, Shabbos in the morning, you have seven Elias. Seven readers. Vim Kapurim, Shish, Yom Kapurim, six. Yom Tavim, Shish, Yom Yom five. In place of them, you may not uh, detract from these numbers. You may add to them. Where there is uh, some restriction of Malacha, so it's a lower level. Shabbos, there's seven Elias because a person does Malacha's Chayef Skila. In Kippur, there's six because a person's Chayef Chorus, but not Skila. Yom Tith is only five because a person does Malacha's Chayef for a lav. It's even less of a restriction, therefore it's, it's uh, only four aliyahs re- re- reflecting the lesser status of Kedusha of the day. Shabbos, you make a portion of Mincha, Beshena Chamishi Shal Kolchana, and Kamaka Portem, the Shachris, on Shabbos, and you know, by Mincha, you keep her at Mincha, Monday and Thursday of every day, on Hanukkah and Purim, uh, in the morning, of course, there's no Korea by Mincha, on Hanukkah and Purim, we've made Tainis, Shachris, and Mincha, and also on a fast day, Shachris and Mincha, there are three aliyahs. In place this number three may not be changed neither to two or to four. A woman should not be deterred in the con- in the community uh, because of, as an honor to the community. It's not a, it's not honor- honorable to the community if the leadership status is a woman. A child who knows is intelligent enough to know. Uh, what uh, to read and also to understand who he's making a blessing to for Hashem. Other minyan he may be counted in, in the number of people getting Elias. Can't be counted in the minion to actually read the Torah that we said before in the beginning. You have to have ten adults over bar mitzvah who are not slaves, but he can get an Aliyah. Came after minion. Also, the person does after can count towards the number of seven or whatever the daily requirement is. because he has to read from the Torah as well before he reads the Navi, as we said. However, if Sheikh Tzibur makes a Kaddish uh, uh, after the final Aliyah, before Maftir, then the Maftir as Aliyah will not count. Uh, you have to have seven people then before the Kaddish, as is our, as, as is our custom. The congregation only, only had one person who had a wreath in the Torah. What do you do? He reads, he goes up, reads, reads from the Torah, then goes down. He goes and reads a second Aliyah, a third Aliyah. He reads all of the Aliyahs that day, three or four or five, six, seven, however many it is, uh, because uh, you have to know how to read from the Torah in order to get an Aliyah. Now, today we have a Balkaira who reads, and therefore it's relevant if the person who getting Aliyah knows how to read. But in times in the Rambam, as the Rambam is Paskening, based on the Gemara, uh, only people who knew how to read from the Torah got, got, got Aliyahs. Each one of these readings, each one of these aliyahs, Kayin Kayavish, and the first reader is a Kayin, Vachalev, then a Levi, Vachalev, then Yisrael. And then after that, it's all Yisrael's. If it's more than three aliyahs. It's a, a widespread accepted custom. Even a Kayin, who's of lesser stature, in Torah, Kayin, Lukas, Tafei, Chacham Gadol, Yisrael reads even before a great a wise man who is not a Kayin. Even though the, on the Gemara, from the Gemara, it seems that you uh, only follow this order currently of Yisrael with people who are all equal in Torah knowledge. But 
if one is a bigger chacham than the other, he comes first, regardless of his status in terms of Karen Levi Yisrael. Now, if the minig is we can't know exactly who's a bigger chacham than who, we just follow the order of Karen Levi Yisrael. In general, whoever is a greater Torah scholar than his friend proceeds to read first. So, for example, if you have Karen and Levi, and you have uh, uh, several aliyahs for Yisraels, you go in the order of who's a bigger Talmud Chacham, comes first. Rach, and the final one, Gaila Sifatayda, who rolls the Sifatayda up, so the final aliyah, who rolls the Sifatayda, and back then the minute was apparently that the last person who got the final aliyah would roll the Sifatayda up, and, um, uh, and, and and he was he would uh, close it up so to speak. It, they did not do hagba back then. Uh, that's a minig that was introduced later based on the zayar that Naivo knew about apparently. So he receives the word for all the readers. Therefore, the last aliyah could you, you would think should be the the, the least talmud chacham could actually be the greatest because it's, it's it, the final aliyah has has great cheshivas great importance. You test. There's no kain. gets the aliyah. But Levi would not get only after him. Ancient Levi, there's no Levi. Kain, Kain, Rishon. Then, if you, all, all you have is a Kain and Yisraels. So the Kain gets the first Levi. He gets the second Levi as well. Makam Levi in the place of a Levi. You shouldn't have two Kains, one after the other. Maybe we'll say the reason why they call the second Kain is the first Kain. They realize he's actually not a, not a legitimate Kain. Maybe his father, who's a Kain, married a, a convert or a woman who was divorced. That's why they chose the second coin. So therefore, you should not do two, two different kahanim one after the other. You have one coin who gets both of the first two aliyahs. You shouldn't read if there's no coin. You call Levi for the first aliyah. You should not call the Levi after after him for a second aliyah. Impossible to say. Well, one of these two Levim was no good, and therefore, um, to protect the lineage of these both these Levim, we call the Levi for the first aliyah. If there's no coin. You call Levi for the first Leah, and then in the second Leah, Yisrael, and then afterwards, all Yisrael's. So now that we know the. Uh, I, 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 sorry, I should add something that I don't have completely clarity. Uh, the Ramam is not worried, apparently, about when you give two Kahanam one after the other, he's worried about the first Kain, but not the second Kain. When it comes to both Levim, he's worried about both of them. And there's a reason for that. I don't have it 100% clear, so I apologize for that. What is the order of reading the Torah when you do so together with davening, as is the ideal way? Any day that has Musaf, meaning not Shabbos Yantif, we're talking about, let's say, a day when there's no um, no Avtaira, like Rishchadish Chalmeid, for example. So Rishchadish, for example, where there's Musaf, he says Kaddish. Um, he says, uh, and uh, they call the um, each one of the community members to read the the Elias. They got the Elias to read from the Torah. When they finish, put back in the Aaron Kadesh, and you say Chazi Kadesh. If it is Maftir and Musaf, like in Shabbos Yontif, no go learn Makadash Kadash Al Maftir, the Minigas say Kadash before the Maftir. And therefore, because of that, the Maftir does not count for the seven Elias or five Elias if it's Yontif. And, and, and they have to have seven people before him. And he reads from the Torah as well and does have Torah. Some people do Kadash after the Maftir, in which case his Aliyah would count towards the uh, seven. 
Chafalaf, Mincha Shal Shabbos, Shimon Kapur, Mincha Shabbos, as Mincha Yim Kippur, Ach Shigma Shach Tzibar Tilo David, Tilo Yim, after the Chaz finishes Ashrei and Voltzian, Ermik Kaddish, he says Kaddish, Chatzik Kaddish, he makes the Sefer Torah, he takes out the Sefer Torah, and then everyone gets their Aliyahs and reads from it. Machzuri puts it back, Ermik Kaddish, Mishpam Mincha, he says Chatzik Kaddish, that was Mincha. Chemet Tainis, Kerem Mincha, similarly around Tainis, they read the Torah of Mincha, Vachakach Ermik Kaddish, and afterwards, they say Kaddish afterwards, Chatzik Kaddish, Mishpam Tzibar Mincha, Dav Mincha. There's no meaning to read the Torah by Mincha because everyone's busy since you're allowed to cook on Yantif. Everyone's busy preparing for uh, to eat more food on Yantif. Even though today we daven Mincha towards the end of the day, they da- back then they daven commonly Mincha earlier in the day. And everyone's busy uh, preparing for the second, uh, preparing for the Suda uh, uh, of Yantif. Uh, or in general, just for uh, Yantif food. A day which has no Musaf. Like Monday, Thursday, Hanukkah, Purim. Uh, when the Chaz, when the when the when they finish davening Shachris, and Mekadosh is say Chazi Kadosh, made the Sefer take out the Sefer I'm sorry, yes, Chazi Kadosh, and take out the Sefer Torah. The they read it, the Machzir they put it back. When Mekadosh is say Chazi Kadosh again, and after that, Eimer till Dov and say Ashrei, Vesid Hayim of Altsin. Again, Vesid Hayim refers to Altsin, as we said in the previous prakim. As is done every day, very Kaddish, you say Kaddish, Kaddish Shalom, that is. And everyone leaves. In Karim Bechamashim, you do not read in the Chumash. The Chumash in this case does not mean a printed Chumash, it means a Torah scroll that has only one of the five Chumashim, which apparently has some level of Kedusha more significant than a printed Chumash. Uh, you, the reason why you can't read that in a in in, a, in the shul for 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 Christotera is mishum kavod It's not it's not an honor for the community to have an incomplete uh, terror scroll. Elsewhere, it's brought down. The reason is that uh, is is that uh, if you only have a part of the sefer Torah, you can't read every reading. Obviously, you can't read what's missing, and this would motivate the people to buy a sefer Torah. Um, a complete Sefer Torah. So if they're allowed to read from a, from, from a Chumash, if they have Bresh, Yishmash, Vika, Amid, but not Devarim, then they'll say, okay, we'll read from our Chumashim, and when it comes to Devarim, we just won't do, for the few weeks of the year, we won't do Kristotera. To prevent that, we forbade them from reading from a Chumash, a uh, partial Sefer Torah, any day of the year. The English Sefer Torah, you do not roll the Sefer Torah in public, because it is a disturbance, a bother to community, that they have to wait. For you to roll it, you shouldn't bother. They should have to be uh, um, standing while the Torah is being being rolled. So, besides the uh, uh, bothersome of having to wait, it also apparently is not covered to sit while the Torah is being rolled. It's not the Torah is not considered being in a state of rest, and therefore, just like, just like they would stand, the Torah is being carried, they would stand while, while it was being rolled. So, therefore. Uh, you don't roll it in public. So therefore, if they have to read two different things, let's say Shabbos or Shchedesh, you have to read from weekly parsha as well as Shchedesh. So you can't roll a sefer What do you do? You take out two sefer each one in the right place. Hopefully, one person should not read from the same content in two different tiers. Perhaps they'll say people will say. And the first one had a problem. That's why the same guy rolled red from this, the same uh, Indian in the second Torah. And that's not an honor. It's not an honor, honorable for the first Sefer Torah to be viewed in this fashion. 
Whoever rolls the rolls in the outside, meaning that the letters should be on the outside and the blank side, excuse me, letters on the inside and the blank side should be on the outside. When he tightens it, he tightens it from the inside. Um, not 100% sure what exactly that means. I think I once looked into this and I, I uh, had an explanation, but I don't recall it offhand. But literally what it means is when you tighten it, you tighten it, you, you tie it from the, from the inside. Or tighten it or tie it, it's tied from the inside. So it has to be uh you have to put the stitching in the uh in the halfway between the two ends, the, the two handles so to speak. So that it should not be torn. Uh in other words, if the tear tears at the place of tension, which is between the two handles, uh it should be at least on the seam, so it's easy to fix. Um, in a place where um, they tear the from the shul to another, place, to another room where it's kept the, 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 the congregation is not allowed to leave until the terror is taken out because it's not covered for the terror to leave before it they follow it accompanying it to the place where it is kept